0: Welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show, and welcome back to episode number 457. If you're brand new to the show, welcome on board. Uh, So great you could, A, find me, and B, listen, and hopefully stay until the end, and uh, hopefully this particular episode will be able to deliver some value for you on your quest to move yourself forward, but also your team forward to deliver sustainable results, and you in the process becoming an exceptional sales leader. And of course, if you are a returning listener, I greatly appreciate you sticking around, greatly appreciate you jumping on board, and hopefully I'm continuing to add value to you in your quest to become an exceptional sales leader as well. Uh, But if you're an aspiring sales leader, if you're an individual contributor right now, hopefully there's some information that I'm sharing with you over these episodes that can give you some information to hopefully encourage you to take this next step into a leadership position, which I say all the time is not necessarily for everybody, because with leadership comes huge amounts of responsibility, but also huge amounts of opportunity as well. And uh, what we wanna make sure is if you do choose to move into a leadership role, that you are armed with enough information, some strategies, tactics, but more importantly, some thinking that will enable you to make the transition to a leadership role as quickly as possible. One of the things that I didn't have when I made the transition, although I had spent two years uh, working and getting ready, I still didn't have uh, a transition plan per se, And I see a lot of of people the same, even today in 2022, making that transition from an individual contributor into a leadership position, leadership role, and they don't necessarily have the blueprint to follow. They don't necessarily have a mentor or a coach to help guide them. And uh, if nothing else, just to make sure that uh, they're aware of some of the pitfalls, some of the challenges, so that uh, they don't have to necessarily go through the pain that others have gone through and they can make the transition quicker. Now, having said that as well, we certainly want to make sure that people experience some challenges because it's through the the uh, through the experience of experiencing challenges and, and down times and, and challenges that you actually learn a lot about yourself. And uh, it's not much you can learn from uh, when things go really, really well because everything seems to be pretty easy. It's when things are tough, when things don't work, when you're making mistakes that you learn a lot from. However, it's still important to have somebody there by your side somebody who can give you a transition plan at least the support to make that transition as smooth as possible so with that said uh, on today's episode I was out walking today taking my uh, brand new got a uh, we've actually got a, a brand new puppy I'm not sure I've mentioned this before but we've got a, a little border collie 15 16 weeks old now a little female called Millie and uh, I'm actually out training her to try and walk in a uh, in a reasonably uh, obedient fashion out in the uh, out in the world, and uh, I got to say, I thought kids were difficult. Uh, I thought being a sales leader was difficult. I thought leading teams and leading people were difficult. Uh, it ain't nothing compared to trying to influence a sixteen-week-old puppy who just wants to run and just wants to do things. She's just a bundle of energy. However, uh, this is the fourth walk we've gone because she's just had a final vaccination. She can now go out into the world and uh, mingle with other dogs. It's. Uh, she's learning. She's learning, and and apparently border collies one of the most eh, one of the most intelligent breeds that there are. A Very very smart learner, and uh, we're getting better. We're getting better. Uh, but I had the opportunity when I was out walking for an hour and a half this morning to listen to a number of podcasts, and there was one in particular that I was listening to that was talking about the great man John Wooden, and the podcast was from a guy called uh, Don Yeager, who if you haven't looked up Don, Don is a phenomenal. Individual, he's a he's an author. But he does a lot of work with uh, in leadership, but from a sporting perspective. And in today's podcast, he was he was reflecting on a story that he was mentored by John Wooden for about twelve years, and there was a lot of things that he learned from John. But there was one one thing in particular that he was talking about in today's podcast that I was I wanted to reflect on, that I think it has a great uh, application for us as not only just individual contributors, but us as influencers and certainly us as sales leaders who are wanting to influence our teams to get better, to constantly improve and drive results to hopefully become sustainable. And it's all about uh, five keys to exceptional team performance that John Wooden put in place and lived by for many, many years. Now, if you don't know the story of John Wooden, uh, John is widely considered as the most successful college basketball coach in history. And he had so many players that went through the UCLA, UCLA basketball program that he oversaw. They went on to play uh, professional basketball in the NBA, but also his most proudest I guess, achievement is the number of people who went through his basketball program at the university who went on to become very successful doctors, lawyers, and business people in their own right. Not necessarily playing the highest form of basketball, but they became very, very popular and very, very successful contributors to society. And There's been so much written about John. He's written a lot of books as well. In fact, he wrote his last book with Don Jaeger in 2009 called The Game Plan for Life. and It is an absolutely amazing book that if you haven't read it or you're looking for a book that will give you some great insights in terms of leadership, not just for your team, but for your life. Uh, A fantastic book, and it's available on on Amazon, and it's called The Game Plan for Life. He wrote that book in 2009 at the age of 99, and I think he died, he passed away, I think in June 2010, just short of his 100th birthday. And listening to this podcast today where Don Yeager was reflecting on these five keys to exceptional team performance. It really resonated so strongly with me uh, in terms of just the power in its simplicity, and I just felt compelled that it's something I'm going to share with clients this week. Uh, I've got workshops this week that I'm also going to share this uh, these five steps with, But I wanted to share it on the podcast as well because I think it's something that's so powerful yet so simple in its application. That as leaders, if we can uh, if we can dumb it down and get it really, really simple and not complicate things, it makes it a lot easier for our message to get through and therefore increase the opportunity of our team to take that on board, to implement it, and then get the results that hopefully they want. But definitely the results that we want them to get because we know if they can get the results, then momentum will be built, and in many cases. The team will become unstoppable. So, as I go through each of these steps, just think about how this could apply to your team and to your business, and just think about how simple you can make this for your team. Because one of the other things I'm I'm really conscious of is when I'm working with teams, and when I go in to investigate teams with a with a I guess a, an indication of maybe working with them, doing some research to try and understand what they're doing and what's working and what's not working. What staggers me is how many sales leaders and how many processes are really, really complicated. And the, the beauty about this, the beauty about John Wooden's approach was he, he brought it down to the simplest principles, but these principles are age-old, these principles are timeless, and these principles will never change. And they work in pretty much any environment, whether it be basketball, football, soccer, business, life, parenting, the whole box and dice, and they work. So here it is. Step number one, explanation. One of the things that John used to do, and a lot of people sort of um, uh, laughed at him back in the day, one of the very first things he did at the beginning of the first practice, at the first uh, at the first tryouts or at the beginning of the season, before the team actually touched a basketball, he would actually get the team to understand the importance of putting on their socks and how to put on their socks. So he would literally sit his team down and explain to them, how to put their socks on, because he said one of the biggest challenges for a basketball player is blisters. And if you can put your socks on correctly, you either greatly reduce, or in many cases, remove uh, any possibility of developing blisters if the socks are worn correctly. And he actually explained this. He would then explain how to tie up the basketball shoes. And this is before any, uh, any work is done with the basketball at all. He would also talk about and explain where he wanted players to actually stand on the court which will then enable him to build plays around those players' positions so that he could maximize the performance and maximize the potential of those particular players. So the explanation part was number one. He would then go to step number two, which was the demonstration. So not only did he explain it, he would then demonstrate it. He would do a walkthrough. So he would literally walk to a position on a court and say, this is where I want you to stand and this is why. He would actually demonstrate how to put his socks on or how to tie up shoelaces, how to sh- how to shoot a basket. Whatever the case was, he actually made sure that there was a demonstration so that it meant that for the people who were auditory learners, they would get the information through the explanation. But he also recognized there were people who were also visual learners who needed to see a demonstration, not just be explained the concept. So they need to see it as well. Step number three then became the imitation. So he would get the players to actually do it themselves while with him overseeing them. And it reminded me as I was listening to this uh, many years ago when I used to play I used to play golf, and I used to be a golf addict playing all the time. This is back when I was in sales carrying the bag and I had some time on my, on my side to play Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, by the way, a little side note, I have not played golf. Since December the 10th, 2008. So coming up to this year, 14 years of, of not even really, I don't think I've actually, I have not not even swung a club in that amount of time. So um, anyway, that is another story maybe for another day. But uh, but the reason I uh, bring this up is I had a number of golf lessons when I was really involved in uh, in trying to get my handicap down. And if I reflect on that, one of the one of the things that the golf profession was doing was exactly following these steps. Because what he did first and foremost was explain to me uh, the concept of, and at the time I was going through some challenges with getting the balls out of bunkers. So the professional was talking about the explanation and the mechanics of getting the um, getting the ball out of a, out of a bunker in a reasonably safe fashion, and then he would demonstrate it. And then the next step. After explaining it, explaining the technique, explaining the background to the technique, and then demonstrating the technique, he would get me to do it, which is the imitation part. So the imitation part is we get the players to do something. So from a selling perspective, you can explain a sales process. You can explain what it is you want them to do. You can then demonstrate it by actually doing it for them and showing them the, the method or showing them how to do it, how to make a phone call, how to do a pitch, how to write a uh, an executive summary or whatever the case might be. But then you've got to get them to do it as well. So the imitation part is getting them to take action, but with you there looking at them and helping them and then providing some feedback. And that's exactly what the golf pro did with me because I was then able to literally imitate what he had showed me in the demonstration. And the funny thing about it is the more I practice it and the more I actually did what he said and told me to do and demonstrated me to do the better I got at being able to get the ball out of the bunker to the point where I could have 10 shots in a row and I would pretty much land the ball in the same spot uh, each of those 10 times, which meant that I was actually building uh, momentum. I was building a habit, a better, good habit, based on the explanation first and foremost, and then the demonstration. So The imitation part is really, really important because it then leads to the step number four, which is another important part, which is all about the correction. And this is about feedback, and this is one of the key things that leaders, a lot of leaders don't spend near enough time doing, is providing feedback. And why is that? Because not enough of them are actually observing their sales team in action. They may not be explaining them uh, themselves very well, or they may not actually be providing an explanation, or they think they're providing an explanation but not doing a demonstration, in many cases, leaving it to the salesperson's own devices. The five steps with this that John Wooden actually uh, put in place and meticulously followed consistently over many, many years was once he explained something, he then demonstrated something, got the team to do it, he could then correct it if there was anything that was missing, or he would get feedback on sometimes the instructions he was given that if they weren't clear, he could re-correct what those instructions were, so he actually developed clarity, and the correction part is all about feedback, what are we doing well? And if you're doing something well, then keep doing that. If we need to make a couple of slight adjustments, then let's make those slight adjustments, and then we'll go back and do imitation, step number three, again. So in the case of my golf pro when I was working with, every now and then, I would go back and have another lesson, and some of the older habits had started to creep in, particularly around my bunker shots. So guess what the pro did? He went right back to the step number one, started to explain what the technique was, what the reason for the technique was again, then demonstrated it, and then got me to imitate it again. So it was always about practicing good habits because what he always used to tell me is that not so much that practice makes perfect, he said good practice makes permanent. And what's really key about that is you've got to have somebody who knows the technique that can give you the replicable result over time that therefore makes the performance sustainable. And so correction step number four is a critical element because that's where feedback comes into it. And then step number five is if you do the first four steps really well, then step number five is simply this, repetition. Do it over and over and over again, which will deliver the sustainable results. So they're the uh, five steps or the five keys to exceptional team performance that John Wooden had put in place that he used for all of his basketball teams as well as all the people that he mentored over his lifetime. And it worked way back then, and it certainly still works Today, In fact, Don Yager was saying on the podcast that uh, many years after that was first introduced, uh, John Wooden added, added another three and he actually turned it into the eight-step process or the eight keys of exceptional performance. The only difference was step number six, step number seven, and step number eight were all repetition as well. So literally five, six, seven, and eight was repetition. And it's all about developing great habits. So I trust that message helps. I certainly resonated with me when I heard it this morning. And I felt, you know what, this is something that I think is really valuable to not only sales leaders, but leaders in general, but also aspiring sales leaders who are looking to break into the leadership ranks and thinking about what's the philosophy I need to build? What sort of process do I need to go through? I can't think anything of anything better than starting with the five keys of exceptional team performance that John Wooden has put in place, explanation demonstration, imitation, correction, and repetition, so simple and yet so powerful. So trust that message helps, Uh, It certainly helped me and it's certainly gonna be something that I'll be using this week again to reinforce to my clients and certainly the teams that I'll be working with for the rest of this week and beyond. So uh, with that said, if I can help you in any way, shape or form, particularly if you need some help with your sales team, on helping drive more sustainable results, but in the process, if you're looking to take your leadership to an exceptional level I would like to work with a coach and mentor that can help drive accountability and help you get there over the next 90 days, love to have the opportunity to work with you and help you do just that. Go to leadwithdarren.com. We'll uh, we'll have a conversation, map out a plan, and uh, get to work and executing that plan. And maybe, just maybe, we'll use the five steps that John Wooden has made famous that I've used today that uh, hopefully has added value to you as well. So with that said, uh, trust you've enjoyed this particular episode. Again, thank you for plugging in to the podcast. And as always look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com, and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.